This is Returns on Wellbeing Institute podcast. We bring you the latest and best strategies, tactics, and information to help employers boost their bottom lines. Welcome to today's program. I'm Stephen Van Yoder. And I'm Jim Purcell. And we're the co-founders of the Returns on Wellbeing Institute. Welcome to today's podcast. We're all vulnerable to financial emergencies. But not everyone has the available resources to navigate unexpected expenses. Even small, unexpected costs, such as a car repair or replacing an appliance, can be a real hardship for most families that do not have adequate savings. Pandemic-related financial stress now afflicts more and more American workers, making them susceptible to short-term financial shocks. Employers must take steps to ensure their workers, especially lower-paid workers, can manage these economic shocks that can lead to stress and lower workplace performance. Today we're speaking with Debbie Rowland, Executive Director of Rhino Foods Foundation, who will explain why and how employers can help their workforces meet everyday financial emergencies. She'll also discuss Income Advance, a program launched by Rhino Foods in 2008 that provides short-term loans to Rhino Foods employees for unplanned needs. We'll learn how Income Advance has been an overwhelming success at Rhino Foods, helping employees reduce financial stress, improve their credit, and increase their savings, and helping Rhino Foods in turn lower absenteeism, boost morale, and cultivate more focused employees. And we'll underscore why companies need to prioritize employee financial well-being now more than ever. Debbie, thank you for being on Returns on Well-Being podcast. Thank you for having me. So let's uh, learn a little bit about Rhino Foods, uh, what the company does, where you're located, how many employees you have. Rhino Foods started in the uh, early 1980s as an ice cream shop, a small ice cream shop founded by Ted and Ann Castle. And along the way, they met up with some partners and were able to create a um, ice cream cookie dough inclusion. And Rhino Foods is located in Burlington, Vermont, and we have just about under 200 employees. You are also a B Corporation. What is B Corp? Why did Rhino Foods decide to become a B Corporation? The owner, Ted Castle, certainly wanted to impact the manner in which business is done. He realized early on that, that employees needed to be central to his business. And so by going through the B Corp certification process, that just helps to really, you know, put your, your, you know, your words where, where your mouth is in the sense of, you know, making sure that, you know, you have open book transparency um, and really, really try to make the employee the focus of the business. As a B Corp, you know, they, they, they use business as a force for good. You know, they want to make sure that they balance profit and purpose and mm -hmm. contribute positively to the Vermont community. You have Rhino Foods and then you have Rhino Foods Foundation. Why the foundation was uh, formed and why? So the Income Advance Program became about in uh, the early uh, 2000s, as you mentioned, in 2008. Rhino started the Working Bridges program, mm -hmm. and the Working Working Bridges is a program that is offered through our local United Way and also throughout the nation. You know, they quickly realized that the employees were having financial challenges. They weren't bringing their best selves to work. The program helped 
identify the needs and the resources that the, that the employees required. And the resource coordinator, coordinator comes to the facility at Rhino, and through that program uh, was designed, the Income Advance program was designed. As I mentioned earlier, the owner, you know, really wanted to grow the program beyond Rhino. He wanted to make this, you know, a common program, not only in Vermont, but nationally. In 2018, they formed the foundation. We are a nonprofit, you know, it, it's, and, and, and we can speak business to business. You know, we, we have, the, have the attention of employers, we have the attention of financial institutions, and because we're a nonprofit, we can help bring those connections together. What prompted the focus on employee financial stability? We found that close to 30% admit that their finances have been a distraction at work. They were having higher health care costs. They had increased absenteeism and then lost productivity. By, by offering this type of program to their employees, they increased the morale. The employees now were being able to be present at work, and now they were starting to see increased productivity. And then also, as a result, they started seeing increased retention. As a result of having this program, you know, they, they increased their employee retention rate uh, uh, by 40%. Why is it in employers' best interest to help employees meet financial emergencies? It's the right thing to do as a business. It's the right thing to do for your employees. And it really does become a win-win situation for everyone. Have you seen any uptick in, in financial emergencies or f low financial well-being during COVID as opposed to before? We, we found mm -hmm. some companies, you know, had, had stopped the income advance program during COVID because they were having layoffs. And so, you know, certainly in the hospitality industry, that, that was impacted greatly. Then also we saw that because of the stimulus money and higher unemployment, you know, there, there were opportunities that, you know, the employees didn't need the, the funding. In other industries, you know, there was an uptick in the income advance loans and the emergency loans due to COVID. So it really was a, a mixed bag. It really just depended on the industry. You know, what we were finding is that the financial institutions were making adjustments and accommodations for these emergency loans. They were eliminating fees, you know, e extending the loans. It really took everyone to come together uh, during this pandemic to help the employees out. How many companies uh, are using Income Advance uh, aside from Rhino at this point? The companies that, that we know of that are using Income Advance currently in Vermont are at around 67. Actually, through our, through our B Corp involvement, and we, we were involved with the B Lab, and they helped create the resources that you can find on the website uh, related to Income Advance. Uh, but then also there's um, financial institutions that offer small emergency loans here in Vermont, specifically mostly credit unions. We are finding that you know, these credit unions are doing some form of emergency loan. So tell us the, 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 the nuts and bolts process of how Income Advance works. So uh, you know, from a company deciding to offer it, to employees starting to take loans and paying them back. How how an how an employer will know that you know there's there's um, their employees are having challenges. You know HR may see you know increases in employees needing to access their 401k funds. 
They may see, uh, you know, a garnishment come through or, you know, these are just some things that HR may see that may trigger that, you know, their employees are having some financial challenges. You know, we like to say that it's frictionless, uh, you know, 30 days or less, and it really just does depend on the company and, you know, how their timeline. If an employer in Vermont wants to offer income advance, there are several credit unions that we currently partner with. And, and we say credit union because they really want to serve the community. You know, they're, they're beholden to their members, you know, not the shareholders or board of directors. And so they're, they're more willing to adopt these types of programs. And so here in Vermont, what we're trying to do is partner with all these financial institutions so the entire state is covered. What we do is we make that connection with that financial institution. The HR simply contacts the, uh, the credit union. They set up the program. They sign an agreement. And, you know, this, this could be set up in, in less than a week. You know, we want to make sure that when an employee comes to their employer that there are no questions asked. And they fill out a simple application. They could have funds that same day, if not the next day. So HR needs to determine that that employee is eligible to participate in this program. HR needs to determine, is the employee in good standing? So they want to make sure that, you know, the employee is not under any kind of improvement plan um, or any disciplinary actions or anything like that. So once they clear that, if an employee has been with them six months or longer or a year or longer, they then become eligible to participate in the program. You know, uh, I know Rhino considered, you know, bumping up from 1,000 to 1,500 during COVID just because, you know, we were in a pandemic and, and there were some additional needs. So there, there is some adjustment there, but typically it's anywhere from 500 to $1,000 to 1,500 max. We don't want that to exceed any more than 5, 6% of the employee's income. Once that loan is paid off, those funds continue to get deducted out of the employee's paycheck and go into a savings account. This is critical to the success of the program. But we, we want to make sure that they're trying to do um, that additional savings once the loan is paid off. This is about partnering with credit unions. In the business world, uh, we recommend credit unions uh, or that employers uh, bank at to the extent they can or at least direct their employees to or form partnerships with credit unions because they have uh, really a built-in uh, socially responsible agenda. They uh, exist to help their members succeed financially. Is this a sustainable, replicatable thing that anybody, for the most part, listening to this should be able to target credit unions in their locale and present this to them? Yes, they, they certainly can and, and should because where, where we can offer some, some value and assistance is, you know, reaching out to our partners that we currently have, you know, the credit unions. It becomes a, an easy conversation at that point because now we're bringing credit unions, talking to other credit unions. You know, we do have a, a FinTech option, and FinTech is, is, you know, short for financial technology. There are FinTechs that we have partnered with, you know, outside of a credit union, is to partner with a FinTech if you have multiple locations in multiple states. It's hard for a company to do, you know, implement this at a local credit union when they may have, you know, a facility in Vermont and they have a facility in Pennsylvania 
and you know how can you how can you make this simple for for them right. to do it and so in those particular cases we would partner with a fintech provider to uh to do the program so say i'm an employer i'm a manufacturer relatively small manufacturer in iowa and i see that you've done this process how do i get a hold of you and how do you hold my hand to show me how to do this you know if you go to the rhino foods foundation website so it's www mm -hmm rhinofoodsfoundation.org. Once you go there, there's just a plethora of resources for you. But we do have a, a ton of resources on our website. You can also go to incomeadvance.org and that will take you step-by-step step through the entire process. If, if I'm an employer and I'm a CHRO who um, is thinking about this, uh, what benefits would you suggest that I keep in mind when I go to the CEO and tell him or her I want to do this? Again, there's, there's a lot of resources and I can, I can certainly provide those as well. Look at how important it is now to be able to offer a financial wellness program to your employees. If nothing else, the employee retention and employee morale and reduced healthcare costs I think would get their attention. Could you talk to me a little bit about the role of the CEO or the board of directors and their, their leadership and how income advance can involve top leadership. We were starting to explore the, the avenue of partnering with B-Lab to create the income advance guide and resources. Ted, our, our Rhino's CEO, had met with uh, Carhartt's CEO and he went back to their HR and said, we have to do this. We were able then to work with, you know, the HR department at Carhartt and um, that's where we explored the fintech option because they have multiple you know, locations in, in different states. And we were able to do that in record time. You know, this came from the CEO of Carhartt to implement um, because of a conversation he had with Ted. I think if you have leadership on board, you know, things can move a little, a little quicker. You know, um, when you've got the buy-in there at, at the leadership level, you know, it becomes something that you know, happens and, and then happens quickly. We can work either option, you know, again, because the business to business piece, but certainly, as you mentioned, you know, HR is really where it starts. And in terms of the foundation and even Rhino Foods, do well-being efforts extend beyond financial well-being? You know, our flagship is the income advance, but, but we certainly, you know, are always on, on the lookout for, you know, other innovative type programs that can help with you know, uh, financial well-being, you know, and, and, and certainly a, another option and, and something we're looking into is, you know, working with the population of unbanked and underbanked employees. You know, how does that, how does that impact their children and their families? Somehow, you know, continue to provide that financial wellness and extend that to the children. Financial well-being is a process, and this is part of the process, and I know that you, you see that, that uh, helping an employee receive a small loan that they pay back, it's really doing a lot of things uh, besides just fixing that one. This is not just a Band-Aid. It's something much more holistic and forward-looking, but are you able to Give me, give us some sort of an example to see how this has worked since you've, you've been doing this for several years now. The one that um, is most recent was a single parent who was having challenges at Christmas time. She always found Christmas a little bit of a challenge and sometimes had to go without certain things in order to, to be able to provide for her, for her kids. 
So she was able to do an income advance loan uh, this past Christmas, and you know they had her family had a wonderful Christmas. But then, what she also was able to do is start her savings. Now she's on a path to be able to not have to take out a loan anymore because now she's starting to save save her money. So when she has these these instances arise, you know she has that ability to to access those funds, and that and that that's really really what it's all about. What would you emphasize to listeners on why they need to consider financial well-being now in the coming years? Focusing on the employees, making sure, and, and listening to their employees, really paying attention to what you're seeing happening um, from, uh, you know, from your employees as far as, you know, the 401k. Once you can determine that, then it becomes easier to, to implement a program that's going to be successful. Debbie, thank you very much. Uh, this was this was terrific and very very informative. If someone wants to get in touch with the foundation or you, how do they do that? They can go to our website, which is www.rhinofoodsfoundation.org. Thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Returns on Wellbeing Institute podcast. To learn more about our resources and programs that help employers make employee well-being a bottom-line business strategy, please visit www.returnsonwellbeing.com.